Welcome to the RunFit365.com podcast, episode 18. Boo yeah! Welcome to the RunFit365.com podcast. I'm your host, Travis, and as always, um, Coach Dan Cusen joins us. Dan, how's it going? Great. Great. I, <laughs> I think I've nailed that same intro um, for the last 17 um, podcasts. <laughs> I, I'm, heaven forbid I mix anything up. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I, I'm, I might try something new on 19 just to throw you off. It would throw me off. I'd... I'm not sure what would happen. <laughs> so um, what do we have lined up for this, uh, this episode? I think we're going to talk about uh, thoughts on training while you're on your time off, on your vacation or, or travel for work or whatever, um, you know, how to do that or not do that in some cases. Yeah, that's perfect timing as I just um, get back from our family vacation. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm sure you'll have some pearls of wisdom there that I could have used last week, but um, should be able to have some dialogue in, in regards to what things Alyssa and I did last week to try to stay um, active the best we could, at least. Yeah, it's not always easy, and that's what we'll kind of talk through. No, very good. Um, I pulled out um, a random runner's world, too, so if we've got time, um, we'll pull an article out of there and see if we can have some dialogue around that. Um, okay. But before we start, you've been busy. Um, mm-hmm. You've been connecting with some race directors, so um, bring me up to speed on that. Yeah, well, uh, while Travis was enjoying, I don't know, sunny weather and, and time off, I've been mm-hmm. plugging away on uh, trying to partner with a bunch of races. And so far we have two firm, and we've got a couple still working on um, some final details. Uh, so on our webpage, on our website, under the resources um, tab, you should see a new uh, entry called Race Partners. And this is basically where we're going to start posting the races that we're partnering with. Some actually will um, give some discounts for race entries. Some don't, but uh, at either rate, check them out. We've got their icons on there, their, their logos, and uh, links to their site. So check out these races. Um, it's really cool to partner with a bunch of them. We're, we're hoping to partner with a lot more, but as you can imagine, it, it takes time to, to reach out to each race director and see if there's interest. So pretty cool stuff. Check it out. And if you, in, in fact, if you're a race director listening to this or if you know somebody or have a race that you would like to see us partner with, let us know. Send us uh, an email at support at runfit365.com, and we'll see what we can do. Yeah, what I love about this, Dan, first of all, I love the graphic. It says sign up, get planned, get gear, and then it says now go. It's perfect, Um, and the page looks really nice. Um, But I think that this is just, you know, if I was a race director, this is almost a no-brainer because it's essentially free marketing of your race, and it's helping people get connected with high-quality free training plans to help them achieve um, you know, we launched the PR challenge earlier this year. I can't see um, a better way of helping tons of people PR this year um, besides connecting with some high-quality races and race directors and um, 
partnering with them and giving away free plans. It's just uh, it's a win-win. Yeah, win-win-win, I like to say. It's a win for us. It's a win for the race. And, of course, it's a win for the athletes doing the races. So this is one of the ways that we figured we could reach the most um, participants. So we're giving it a go. Yeah, so help us spread the word with that. Dan, great job again. And uh, hopefully this page starts to take off. It looks like we've got two... Um, two races out there now, but yep. uh, hopefully that's just the tip of the iceberg there. That's my goal. Yeah. Yep. Very nice. So, um, you know, last week we were um, in sunny Florida. We took uh, Olivia and Ryder on a Disney cruise. So, um, <coughs> trying to stay fit on that thing, you know, cruises are known for, you know, how much can you eat in a certain amount of time, it feels <laughs> like. Um, so we were battling that temptation the whole time and, you know, doing our best to stay fit and stay active. But I know this is something that tons of people struggle with, um, whether they're traveling for work or you're out of your, you know, essentially you're out of your element. Mm-hmm. Um, you find yourself at, on a vacation or you find yourself, um, at a family's house for a st- an extended, you know, period of time and, um, anything like that's going to throw off your routine. So, um, Dan, what are your words of wisdom in regards to, you know, when you find yourself out of your element, how do you keep on your routine? How do you keep um, with your training plan and your training cycle and, and essentially stay on track? So I, like usual, there's some things I had in mind and I went out and did a lot of research on what other people say as well because, you know, not one person has every answer and this may not be the answer for everybody, but um, so I will start out with nutrition. That's a good segue because it's it's really hard whether you're going to cruise or you know Disney or you know gambling in, in Nevada wherever you go. Um, when we relax on vacation, we tend to flock towards <laughs> food essentially, and it's usually not the best food for us. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, a week of not eating well is it's just going to, you know, it's not great, but it's not going to kill, kill you. Well, hopefully it's not going to kill you. But, um, what I just want to say about that is try your best not to lose focus, do indulge in things that you normally wouldn't. Um, but try to balance that with the good stuff. And what I mean by that is if you're going to a, uh, or you can eat buffet or something and I never condone that. I mean, that's about the worst thing you can do, but when you're on vacation, you might do something like that. Um, try to fill up your plate with a bunch of stuff that's also good for you. So as you're, you know, loading it up with a bowl full of ice cream, you know, get a bowl full of broccoli too. So that you're you're balancing it because even though you're even though you might not be training that week, um, your body is still your body's still processing through that adaption that you've been building up to, and it needs every bit of the the nutritional value that you put inside your body. So. Try not to lose focus, do indulge, don't overdo it, and try to balance it as much as you can with the good stuff. Have you ever been on a cruise, Dan? No, and I'm, I'm afraid to based on what everybody's told me because it's like basically you prepay for as much food as you want. <laughs> when, you, when you said, you know, like buffets are like evil, <laughs> yeah. um, just imagine when you wake up, there's a breakfast buffet um, there's a mid-morning buffet, there's a lunch buffet, <laughs> there's an afternoon buffet, there's a dinner buffet, and then typically, you know, on our cruise, Alyssa and I and the kids were in bed early, but I, the night before um, we made it back to port, 
I realized that they had another buffet that, that was at 10 o'clock <laughs> that night. Wow. So, so, you know, when you think about trying to stay disciplined, uh, you can't help sometimes for at least a cruise, you know, that that's an extreme I know, but mm-hmm. you know, food is everywhere, but, but trying to balance it, that's a good, um, a good approach to take so that, you know, the next time you take that uh, big bowl of ice cream, make sure you grab something somewhat healthy. <laughs> it's, it's about the hardest thing to do. Yeah. But especially if, if this is, you know, I broke up sort of the workout piece of it uh, into three different buckets. There's, um, you're not going to do anything on vacation. You're going to try to get some things in, but not on your plan. And then for the, the diehards, you're going to keep fully on schedule. But if, especially if you're one of those first two categories, um, well, I, I guess in either, in either case, whether you're any one of those categories, um, don't forget about the nutritional stuff because it's really important. Yeah. So let's talk about the workout piece. Um, and the first one I put is, I really called it, don't worry about missing it because, uh, you know, it's called vacation for a reason. It's called time off. You, you want to enjoy it. And if that means not running uh, because you don't want to run or not running because you're going somewhere that um, you can't run or, or maybe this is a business, uh, a week off, or not, not a week off, but a week um, working or whatever, and you just can't fit it in because you're busy or whatever, Try not to stress too much about that. Seven days of um, not running much or not getting much activity is not going to throw you too far off. So get that out of your mind. Don't stress about it. Um, And ideally, if you can fit it into your schedule to make it a recovery week, uh, that's probably the best thing you can do. So you're not really uh, losing any any weeks. Um, And again, a recovery week doesn't mean do nothing. But usually people can get some sort of activity, and so if you can make it a recovery week, that's ideal. And we'll talk towards the end um, kind of what that looks like. And then um, do some sort of activity. So, you know, we talk a lot about um, activities like Disney because, you know, we've got young kids and we do that from time to time. That's a lot of walking. And walking, there's nothing wrong with walking. I think people underestimate uh, the power of walking and especially walking around Disney World chasing your kids. That's a lot of activity. Um, and my wife and child and I, Claire and I, go to uh, the Smoky Mountains every year. So that's a, that's great for hiking. And, you know, there's a, uh, a nice paved trail that I do hill repeats on. It's, you know, you could find all kinds of things there, too. So just try to be active as much as you can. Um, and, and this is a good time to cross-train things like, you know, swimming, swimming's great. You can, especially if you're going someplace sunny and with pools and the beach, uh, doing something like swimming will uh, keep the cardiac piece of things in focus and, um, you know, maybe take out some of the monotony of running. So if your focus is I'm going to enjoy vacation or I'm going to be on a business trip and I can't make the time for it, don't stress about it. Do, do what you can. Do some sort of activity. And um, and then and we'll talk about how you get back in the groove towards the end of this. Yeah, that walking piece. You know, I think if you're training for a marathon or a half marathon, um, I wonder how often we forget about the value and benefits of walking. Because until you said that, um, we spent a lot of time on our feet um, this past week, just essentially walking around with the kiddos and. Um, it, it didn't hit me until you really said that, that, wow, that was, um, there was a lot of 
calories being burnt there. It's not the same as, you know, doing some kind of tempo exercise, obviously, but um, it, it was time on the feet and it wasn't, um, you know, essentially like we were laying around all day. So um, right. that's, that's good to think of it that way. Yeah. And, and just about any vacation you go on, you get some level activity, but just kind of focus on like on when you're on the cruise ship, maybe go a little faster than you might otherwise, you know, at times sort of a thing. Um, so that's really category number one. Category number two is kind of in the middle of I'm not going to worry about it and I'm going to sort of take this as a off week and the guys and gals that go full bore. Um, and I call this sort of get something in. So this could be something like, you know, you're, maybe this is kind of like what your true recovery week would look like. It's easy running, easy walking. Um, you, you might lessen your, your time lessen the mileage that you put in. Um, and what I would suggest is keeping the workout simple. So, you know, especially if it's a recovery week, you're not going to want to go out for a tempo run or intervals or things like that. Um, so you keep it simple. You keep the volume down. You keep the intensity down. Um, this is great if, you know, we all hate the word treadmill, but uh, most hotels and most um, destinations you go to have fitness centers and they've got treadmills and, and all the other ma other machines that you could use to, um, you know, cross train and that sort of thing. And they've got weights. So there's lots of things you can do and maybe not stick to your plan exactly to the T, but still get activity that's above and beyond, you know, the walking through Disney sort of uh, thing. How hard was that, Dan, to recommend treadmill running? Uh, was yeah. that like every ounce of your like being to, to recommend that? No, you, well, yes. Kind of, but, <laughs> there you go. But at the same time, this is one of those examples where it comes in really handy. I mean, yeah, it, it's one of those reasons to to have a treadmill. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is, even if you if the place you're going to doesn't have a fitness center, we've talked about um, body weight exercises, and I primarily like uh, weight. Uh, resistant exercise that includes your body versus a machine. And, and this is a lot of the reason why. I mean, you could do squats, lunges, push-ups, the core exercises. You can do a lot of things without machines. So even if you're 100,000, well, not 100,000, 100 or 1,000 miles away from your home, um, you know, you always have your body to use. So that's kind of the middle category. Where were you so far, Travis? Were you bucket number one or bucket number two? Uh, probably more bucket number um, one, I, I think, mm -hmm. um, on this trip. Yeah. Well, no worries. You, you get back in the saddle. Yeah. And then the third category is somebody that's like a diehard, and, and no, no matter what, they're going to keep on schedule. So the thing is, you got to plan ahead on these things. And really, you should plan ahead on, on any of these three categories. But especially if you're going to keep your schedule, you got to do some planning. And things like mapping out what routes you'll have once you know, once you know where you'll be. So if, if you can and you know where, you know, like we rent a cabin in the Smokies every year, I find out where that cabin is and then I kind of do some research about places to run, um, you know, and sort of plan out what those routes can be. There's there's apps online and websites where you can kind of go to a map level and, and 
plot that out so you know exactly um, what direction would be good and, and you know what's a safe place to go. Um, make sure that in your packing list that you include everything that you need, all the gear that you need. And you asked the question treadmill. I'm I'm going to say the word music, headphones. This is even harder for me to say, but um, <clears throat> when we talked about the, the podcast about headphones, one of the things that uh, before I started running without uh, music, I wouldn't run if I didn't have it with me. So if, if you're one of those people that's stuck on running with music, just don't forget it because you're likely, just like I was, to not do it at all. So whatever you depend on to run, whether that's music, your heart rate monitor, um, of course, your shoes and your clothes and things like that. Just make sure it's part of your packing list that you make sure not to forget it and have a reason not to do it. Um, one of the things I read online was get your workout in early, and that makes plenty of sense, uh, especially if you're going with your family and they're not early risers or whatever. If you can wake up early and get it out of the way, then it's you know it's no worries to anybody else, and and you know there's lots of other benefits to running early in the morning. So. Uh, it's a good it's a good tip to go by as well. Uh, when you get to your destination, most hotels and places like that, uh, they they suggest asking the front desk for good places. Chances are somebody will have a good recommendation of some place to go to to run that's safe and gets your workout in. I repeated the treadmill in the fitness center again for this one as well because you know it makes sense for this category as well. And then, um, you know, if the long run is probably one of the harder ones to fit in because, you know, if you've got uh, an hour and a half run, let's say, or if you, if you go by miles in your training plan, let's say you've got a 16-miler or something like that, um, you can split that up. So you don't have to spend an hour and a half running or whatever. You can do 45 minutes in the morning and 45 minutes after lunch or, you know, in the evening or whatever. It gives you similar... Um, benefits even if you break up your run so if you can't get a, a full uh long run in and you can break it up then um you know that's that's way better than not doing it at all yeah. so those are kind of the three categories um honestly if you can make it your recovery week that's the best thing you can do because chances are even with best intentions best planning uh, you're very likely not going to be able to stick to it exactly. So um, we'll talk about just a minute, and I'm not sure how I'll do this on a podcast, and the blog might be better to visualize this. Um, but before I get into sort of how to get back into your routine, any questions from you, Travis? No, I, I was just going to say <clears throat> that the three times a listen I did run this past week, um, they were early mornings, um, so we we made it a top priority. We just got up and we just got it done. Um, and, and another thing I like to do, you know, when you travel, you know, occasionally we'll travel for business. Um, I find it to be a really nice way to explore a new city by just essentially stepping out your hotel room and just starting your watch and not really worrying so much about, um, you know, distance or duration just trying to explore the city almost weaving through blocks um you know safety first check with the staff to make sure in your safe place but you'll probably know that um beforehand but it's a great way um to explore a city too um but those were kind of implied in what you said in category three um, 
mm-hmm. I thought those were good categories. Well, hopefully it fits most. Um, so, starting into, let's say you're done with your vacation. This is exactly where you're tra- at, Travis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you, you probably have a training plan of some sort, and you're probably wondering, you know, what do I do now? So, this isn't, this is not clean, like, easy to explain for everybody. This is something you're going to have to do some figuring on yourself. And as a matter of fact, I would even say, speaking of planning, it would be better to try and plan ahead so that this is a recovery week. Yeah. Uh, but if you haven't done that and it's it kind of is what it is and it didn't land on a recovery week, um, so first, if it did re- land on a recovery week, you may be good to go um, continuing with your plan as is. You're not going to probably lose enough in the seven days you're off. Now, if you're an extended vacation, a couple weeks off, it's a different story. But if you've just taken a week off um, and it's your recovery week and, and you've done some activity, you can likely s- start back where you left off and just take that next week. If you didn't plan toward this as a uh, recovery week, um, and this is where the blog might be better to look at because I, I plan on doing the bar graph like I do in, in all the plans. Um, a well-designed plan has, generally speaking, um, two to three weeks of sort of the work sessions and then a week to recover, so um, a recovery week, and then another two or three, and then another week down. And so depending on, on where you fall in that, uh, essentially what you're going to have to do is remove a week from your plan. And they're they're made very specifically so one week builds on another. So what you don't want to do is remove a week. Um, what you want to do is remove the peak week at the very end. And the reason for that is if you remove something um, towards the middle or let's say you um, let's say you, you took a week off that was supposed to be a, a week that had a lot of activity and then you go to the following week like normal, well, that's probably going to be too much um, increase in your volume and intensity than you should do. And so what you should do is repeat the week that you were supposed to take and take that off at the very end. Um, it doesn't, you know, a lot of people think, well, don't I need what is, what's at the end? And yeah, you kind of do, but at the same rate, you're, you're liable to put yourself at risk of injury um, or, or burnout or other things if you try to do too much too soon. So it's really important that you, um, if, if you do take a week, that's not a recovery week, that you remove it from the very end um, versus trying to, you know, jump to the, the week that you're not ready for. And so if you think about, it's hard to explain without a visual, but the very end of a plan, you have a taper. Um, and my plans... There's a three-week taper for marathons and a two-week taper for half marathons. Uh, the week before those tapers is pretty much the peak week. Um, so it's the tallest bar in the graph. And generally speaking, uh, two weeks prior to that is another tall bar in the graph. And so those two weeks are kind of your peak weeks. Um, the, what you will want to do if you take a week in the uh, for your vacation that's that contains the active workouts that's not recovery is take that, that very last peak week out of the equation. And then you're going to 
this is hard to explain on a podcast, but you're going to want to switch um, the recovery week between the two peak weeks um, with the, the second to last peak week. Now, how confusing is that, Travis? Does that follow any kind of sense at all? No, I, I was with you there until that last piece there with, with the switching the recovery week between the two peak weeks. So yeah, so so let me just restate it. Drop drop your last peak week, and then essentially copy and paste that recovery week that falls between um, your last peak week and the one prior to, and move that. Um, in place of essentially where I am right now as getting back yeah. into it. So let me let me try to say it differently. You're right. Um, so you have a peak week, a recovery week, a peak week, and then your taper weeks. And what you don't want to do if you take out that last peak week is go peak week, recovery, taper. Because your taper is a recovery. Yeah. So you want to, instead of peak week, recovery, taper, you want to go taper, I'm sorry, you want to go recovery week, peak week, and then taper. Gotcha. It, yeah. The blog, I'm hoping, will make a whole lot more sense, yeah. but we'll, we'll see about that. So um, the best I can do, I think, in a, in a podcast. No, I, that makes sense. That makes complete sense. Um, but, but I know what you're saying, and I know um, I've seen your plans. <laughs> I'm using your plan um, and I know you do a, a great job describing pieces of that in the narrative section of the plan. So I'm sure in the blog, if people um, have questions about that, that will help clear that up. Um, but again, just the fact that you based all of that stuff on science, um, it, it's cool. It, it's not like just arbitrarily saying, oh, just jump back into your plan and make the assumption that um, you're going to be safe and um, not risk injury. I think that's what you're essentially saying um, is be careful doing that coming back from um, a down week. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that the fact that they are not or that they are scientifically based and purposeful, um, you know, that that's even more reason to make that make it very planned. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. So that's that's kind of all I had. Um, and just to kind of repeat those categories, again, focus on nutrition. Um, if you're going to not do anything, don't stress about it. You know, fit it in later. If you're going to do something kind of in between, you know, just make some good decisions and, and don't overdo it. And if you're going to keep on schedule, um, do some, some careful planning. And then, again, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. And it's, it's not a huge loss, generally speaking. Yeah. And one thing that I, I didn't tell you, um, we did find a 5K race um, mm -hmm. when the the ship ported a, it's a place called Castaway K. It's a Disney like private island or whatever. And one of the mornings they had a 5K race, and that was really fun to get out there. And um, that was the one workout that we did. It was a 5K tempo effort, but um, that's something to look forward to too if you're traveling. Check out the local running, um, you know, local running groups websites to see if there's any local races. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you can jump into on a weekend, just kind of on a whim. Um, that that's always fun to do. You meet new people, um, and it's typically in the morning, so you get your run out of the way, um, and you sneak a race in too. So, 
Yep. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Very cool. Well, thanks again, Dan, for that research, and um, it's going to be very helpful this week. Um, <laughs> when you get back into this thing, because I, I I wasn't a great athlete last week, that's for sure. But we ha- we had a we had a fun time, and um, we didn't destroy every buffet, but we we did a <laughs> fairly decent job. So, and the kids had a great time. That's all that matters. So. That's right. Yeah. All right. So, um, random runners world. Just get a couple quick questions here. This comes from. The March 2015 magazine, and this is the Ask the Experts section, and there's only a few questions here. Um, I'm trying to see. Let me just throw two of the, two of these at you and see which one you want to jump into first. Um, at what age will I start to slow? Again, these are just people that read the magazine. They submit questions, and experts ask you know answer them. So, at what age will I start to slow? And then another question is, why lose winter weight faster by eliminating snacks or running more? Hmm. Um, so taking question number one, um, I don't think there's a clear answer on that. I think it depends on you. Uh, I think some people actually get faster as they get older, and there's lots of factors to that. But um, I think the standard answer is there's just no single answer, you know. Right. Um, they have an answer to that. Well, this comes from this is McMillan. He responded to this. Um, seasoned runners' performance declines one half to one percent per year after about the age of thirty-five, with a greater fall off after sixty. And this is where your point comes into play. I think if you started to run after your mid-thirties, you may improve for up to fifteen years before you slow down. Mm-hmm. Um, and that effect kicks in. So again, based on when you've started, there's just tons of factors. It sounds like to this, but that was his short answer to this. Um, well, that's that's true. I mean, there's kind of a curve of improvement, um, and it's generally speaking, the beginner runners or newer runners have the most to gain. The, yeah. the elite runners um, are probably about as good as they're going to get, and they just make the fractional. Um, they're very small improvements. So, you know, the later you, you do start running, the, the more improvement you have. But, um, you know, I, I think the 1% or, or whatever that was, that's just very generic. I don't, I don't think it's that predictable. I've, I've read about, um, you know, some tribes that, you know, run a lot for not because they want to run, but because they, you know, have to run to catch food or whatever. Um, and they, in their tribe, the, the faster runners are the older runners. So I, I think that, you know, it's, it's basically however you limit yourself yeah. and, um, and in a lot of it's genetics and how well you take care of yourself and that sort of thing. So too many factors to give an answer. Yeah. I had a training partner or still have a buddy that's, um, started running probably four or five years ago. And I, I love his story because he, never laced a pair of running shoes before, uh, before then was always into soccer and, um, played field sports and some other things. And we got connected through grad school and he started running and every, like every race for the last probably three to four years, like I said, he's had some type of PR and I'm like, that is so cool. It's so fun because 
um, he is still, you know, trying to reach his potential uh, and figuring that out. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you look at him and compare him to someone who, you know, started in high school or ran in college. Um, And I think that's what McMillan's, you know, essentially making his point here that if you started sooner, um, you know, you possibly slow down sooner. I, I, I don't know, but I know my buddy is there. There's no stopping him. Um, and it's been fun to watch him. Um, and it's, you know, been contagious, his passion for the sport. You got time for one more. Do you want to see if we can get this second one? This, this one, yes. was, this one's on, um, will I lose weight faster by eliminating snacks or running more? Mm-hmm. Um, I would not eliminate snacks. In fact, you know, the more the more level you keep your glucose level, um, the better. And so, snacks are a good way to do that. Um, keeping your meals pretty small and and um, frequent. So, you know, a, a relatively decent breakfast, a snack, a lunch, a snack, a dinner, a snack. So, removing the snacks can actually have a, a worse impact on your metabolism and that's not going to do you any favors in the weight loss department running more um that one's you got to be careful about because if you're not running and you want to add running in or, or if you want to add an extra workout a week and it doesn't impact you negatively um yeah it might it might help you lose some more weight um but simply adding time or miles um, you know, you don't want to do that if you are already on a training plan or already running consistently. You don't want to up your volume too much because that could cause other negative impacts like, um, you know, overtraining we talked about. We, we don't want to get to overtraining. So um, there's other ways you can do that. Again, keep this, the snacks small and um, healthy, something that's balanced with some protein and carbs because that's a good way to keep your glucose your uh, glucose stable um, and then maybe if, if you're already running and you want to add something in uh, maybe do some other kind of exercise like swimming or, or maybe some light cycling um, just to mix it up a bit and, and burn some extra calories so the other thing is I think we talked about this before but um, adding strength training in because strength training um, the, the bigger your muscles the, the better your metabolism so um, I would Instead of adding more running, if you or are already already running, I would add some other activity. Um, and strength training is a good opportunity there. Dan, our longtime listeners have already kind of written off the fact that they believe that I share these with you prior to the, <laughs> <laughs> when we do these segments. But you nailed this one again too. Um, the response, the written response back reads: It depends on the types of snacks and how much more you're willing to run. Cutting out highly processed sugar-filled foods is the best and easiest way to lose weight without sacrificing good nutrition. If it isn't enough to result in much weight loss, add some running, which burns 90 to 105 calories per mile. That was the couple sentence, and I think you just knocked that response out of the park with your your detailed response to that question. So, (laughs) uh, but trust me, people, Dan doesn't know any of these things before I put him on the spot. So, awesome. It is on the spot. I I dread these moments because, as you can tell, I I prepare for the other part, and Travis always, you know, tries to get me on one. Yeah, it still hasn't worked, but um, I'll keep trying. 
Dan, thanks again for the uh, segment on um, you know staying fit when you're out of your routine, when you're traveling, on vacation, on business. Um, that was great tips for people um, and great tips on the runners, uh, random runners world there too. Um, do you have anything before we close? I don't think so. Uh, just uh, you know, again, I'll, I'll put a plug for getting some races. If you if there's a race that you do every year that would benefit having a, an official training plan or something like that, let us know because I'd love to be that official training plan plan for free. Yeah, and that's the cool thing about, you know, even if it's a small local race, almost all the big-time races uh, have some form of training plan, but this is a way for, you know, the smaller races to be branded as, you know, they have essentially a training plan that their athletes can use to um, essentially achieve PRs or run their fastest, you know, 5K, 10K, marathon, half marathon, whatever they're going after. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a great way... Um, to have something to, to go off of. So, yep. Cool. All right, Dan. Well, thanks again. And, um, thanks for listening to episode 18 and happy training, everyone.